Hello and welcome to BizPod. On today's episode, we're having a chat with Raj Goodman Anand, a brilliant entrepreneur and such an inspiring man. He is the founder and CEO of Goodman Lantern. He is passionate about equality and keeping a level mindset when conducting business. Sadly, during the recording of this episode, we had some slight technical difficulties, so the quality of this episode isn't our usual top notch. Thanks for bearing with us. Hello, hello, how's it going? Oh, it's going well. Good. How's things with yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Just having a cup of tea, actually. Wrap that from here. There we go, yeah. a cup of tea. Yeah, um, but... I like brilliant. your style. <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> Got to be done. Absolutely. So the podcasting life. <laughs> I can imagine a lot of kind of teas, eh? Indeed. How's things uh, been keeping? Uh, kind of, obviously, it's a, a weird time we're in at the moment. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's been, uh, yeah, I, I was like everybody else. I was sort of homebound for, mm. for two or three months. And then May onwards, I was like, I can't do this anymore. You get back to the office. So yeah. just being back in the office. And um, yeah, it's much better now, but it's it's not a great time to be in. I must say, as as, as a human race, it's just really hard. <laughs> mm. I mean, your, yeah. your office looks incredible, though. What a what a beautiful view behind you. Yeah, not too shabby actually. The Microsoft office just behind me here. Mm. The Amazon wow. up, up there. So yeah, it's got a few offices, but they're barely empty. I would say, and mm. not coming into your office. So it's it's. Uh, it's literally just me and my and, 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 and a couple of the people are kind of coming in ready. So a little bit calmer. Do you have uh, many people you're, you're working with at the moment? So our, our team consists of like three tiers. So tier one has 10, tier two has, has 20. And then we have a huge uh, team of uh, freelancers and, and mm. part-time workers. Um, so... Well, to be honest, we've been growing quite well during these times. Um, oh, fantastic! I mean, it's 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 not great to grow actually, but it is is business after all. You have to kind of mm-hmm. serve the customers. So it's we've been growing quite well. We've we've hired at least about five people in the last um, you know three months or so. So it's been it's been it's been not too bad for a small company, I would say. Oh, fantastic stuff and. Yeah, generally, kind of, to kind of set the, the stage, how did you get into the kind of Goodman la- Lantern kind of business and how did that kind of come to be? Uh, so this is my third business. Uh, mm-hmm. The previous business I was working for was not my own business, but I became a CEO eventually. I took the business from 7.5 million to 45 million years of turnover. Um, so it was basically based on, on, on content writing and storytelling that we've mm. gone to a lot of B2B companies and we kind of grew that, that accounts there. So I thought, you know, why making these guys money? Let's, let's make money for myself. So I, I quit and the big ambition was to, to actually start a business which is remote, uh, and run it from a boat. That was my big plan. Wow. But, <laughs> but as you can see, as you can see, I'm still, still in London, but, but yeah, that was, that's a big plan. So, so, so landlocked for now, but um, yeah, it's I'm, I'm loving the, the narrative kind of going from, um, you know, a lot of people, they, they see like, oh, I need to get a business quickly as possible. But uh, from the sound, you kind of managed to get your, your foot in uh, kind of working within of a different organization. Certainly. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunities I've, been, uh, I've gotten in my life and 
I've kind of tried to kind of build on that and, you know, and also give back as well. So mm. perhaps we can, can, you know, can talk about that at some point, but, you know, this business is not only about making money, but also giving back as well. So we are very massively big on sort of uh, women empowerment. So we, we hire, um, you know, lots of women in the companies because technology and digital, uh, there are less women hired and it's not fair for, for women, but also companies can you know, actually learn a lot from this and actually neutralize their you know, male dominated uh, boardroom. So, you know, our managers are, except me and one more gentleman, the entire team is uh, led by women managers. So I'm, I'm very proud to be uh, working with some, some great women in, in the company. And I hope that eventually we hire a lot of women and help them support them with the right at the top. Amazing. Um, I mean, that's really important. And I think as us as just even as a small company, that's something that we, we clearly uh, have, 50, have a value balance. Well. <laughs> yes. Everything's agreed. Um, can I ask you a little bit about uh, the sort of what are, what are you most proud of, um, kind of just now over the years? Is there kind of is that the most modern thing is what you're most proud of? Or has it overall there, there is one bit that really draws you in? You mean company-wise, or do you, did you do you mean sort of linked to just generally? Uh, I, I guess up to you. Uh, I would say it's about leaving a legacy. Um, I think it's great to make money. It's great to you know, support your family, but it's beyond that. I think all of us think about leaving a legacy, and you know, my ambition with Goodman Lantern is to leave a legacy where you know we all care about people around us, that there is actually a good balance between, you know, running a business and actually doing good. Um, mm. That's what I would say is what I'm proud of. I think mm. today when I think about the future, I think about how can I help more? How can I actually impact people by, by not just making words and, you know, getting pressures out there. It's about actually genuinely helping women, for example, or people who don't get the opportunity to, to kind of grow in, in the business world, work remotely, work from comfort of their home, actually have a great living and support their families. Fantastic Wonderful. stuff. Uh, very, very inspirational. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, um, how, how did you find yourself stepping into the world of business? Because if I'm correct in saying this wasn't your what you started off doing, it looks like a little bit of computing, AI. It's, you've taken a, a wild curve into business. I actually began um, at university. I was really um, sort of, I was a very shy kid. I always was a shy kid. And when I, when I came to university, I saw this whole opportunity to actually do beyond studying. Mm -hmm. You can actually you know, participate in student unions. You can actually, mm -hmm. you know, help people out. So I started my first sort of university um, sort of organization and get people together, studying events, for example. Um, at that point, I was studying AI. And the irony is, 15 years back, my mom thought AI was study of UFOs. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so it wasn't, you know, the most popular tech at that point, but obviously now everyone talks about AI. Um, back then, I was, I was sort of, um, you know, I always wanted to sort of work uh, for myself and not for mm. a bank, which was the most common part yeah. for an engineer to kind of end up in, especially in, in, in the UK and London and Brighton area. So I said, you know what, I'm going to 
bucked the trend a little bit. I'm going to drive my own thing. Um, I heard about MySpace in the US, which was just bubbling up. And I built a MySpace within two months, uh, a white label MySpace for myself. And I'm like, great, now I can, now I can build my own, own, own software. But wow. how, do I, how do I sell it? So I went to uh, a government body called Enterprise UK. They helped me sort of train me up. I raised money from two angel investors. My first business in social media software. That's the beginning of, of, of my business. And um, that's my first one, which didn't unfortunately go to the, in the right direction. But I learned a lot from it. Second one was an events company. I, I started a, the UK's largest dance-based hen party company, um, wow. <laughs> which, which is very ironic for an engineer but it was it was just it was just what i you know i, I love dancing and i thought this would be great for kind of uh to, to match my, my 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 sort of choices in life and so i started a hen party company but from one product in one city and grew it to 35 products in 40 cities wow. uh, across uk and, and europe so and then I was, eventually the company was acquired so uh, it was a good little acquisition for me and and since then third business now um it's every time i start a, start a business is now to kind of thinking about the bigger picture and this time it's about empowering women incredible stuff and it's amazing to see there because i you know a few people uh, i've talked talked to in the, the tech field they they typically stick around their uh kind of place of expertise but going off and uh, doing the the hen night stuff that's a, a complete divergence and how did you find that from going from social media to doing something a, a little bit more kind of local and kind of slightly different in that regard? I, I, I think the, the big thing which my sort of headline title with the last few years has been digital marketing and innovation. That's the space I'm really in. Mm. And the, the thing which is different about selling hen parties is that traditionally it's sold via telephone or you know you would go into an activity center and just say listen i want to do a hen party here can i can i get a dancer from here and can i get like a you know a venue from here and i'm like this is very tricky it's about finding find mm -hmm. opportunities and saying you know I, I love to dance salsa and i'm like oh this is great and i can mix my passion for salsa dancing with 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 a new genre uh, altogether i had a friend he was into dancing salsa He's an instructor. He got he got on board as well. Helped me out quite a bit. And um, yeah, so we just began. And the thing we did very well was we, we built packages and plans online. Mm. You could just say tick tick tick. I want this thing in Edinburgh, for example. And we'll send you the instructor. We'll get you the venue. We'll get you the, your your dinners, your drinks, your club night, whatever you need. The whole thing can sort it out. And all you have to do is just turn up. Wow. So yeah, kind of seeing, seeing a, a little bit of a, a trend between this and obviously what you're doing right now with, the, with Goodman Lantern, where it's a lot of the infrastructure is a bit that you're really innovating on, it seems. Yeah, I would say so. I, I, every company I've built, I've had this kind of um, remote working has been the theme across all these companies. It's, mm -hmm. it's all about remote working. It's about you know, empowerment. So I, my team members, when I bring them on, you know, it's not about sort of, I do, the, do, the, do all the bits. It's about delegating. So I would say, listen, you know, you know, the aim of you coming today as a junior analyst, the aim eventually is that you become a senior manager to a company director. 
Let's help them to train them to kind of get to the, the top of the company. And that's where we grew our company. It's not about working in the business, it's working on the business. Mm. And that's what I've been, been working really, really on. And to be honest with you, any business, uh, whether it's hand parties or software or it's content writing, it has the same fundamentals. Um, how do you feel, or if I can ask you a little bit about sort of entrepreneurship itself, that it's something that we talk a bit about, or we talk a lot about on the podcast and we've talked about with some other guests. Do you think that you have sort of always been an entrepreneur, that maybe from the start there was always a spark, or, or is it something that you think has grown within you? Hmm, good question. I, I, I don't know if, if it's sort of, I was had it. I mean, I never had a lemonade stand as a kid. Uh, I never sold um, you know, play cards to my to my to my friends as such. I didn't, I didn't have that kind of um, background, and my parents were really keen that I don't start a business, that I get a job. Actually, um, just you know, Asian parents love love their kids to be bankers, doctors, that sort of stuff. And and I, I was, and I just didn't like to do that. To be honest, I was mm. not keen at all. Um, I, I think. At the beginning, it wasn't to start my own business. It was to do my own thing. It was yeah. to like redefine what I believe was the right approach to doing something different. And that's what started it. Now it's called entrepreneurship. Now it's called remote business. Now it's called working from, you know, remotely, for instance. When I started this stuff, I didn't even know what it was called. I, was just, I just did it. Mm. And, uh, you know, go with the flow. Yeah. I, I, re- I really like that style. It's... Um... Yeah, I, I always find it funny. I've never been one for uh, being uh, in any form of office job. So the idea of having your own thing, I, I think for many, is just such a wonderful thing. And uh, I, it's amazing to see you've managed to take the plunge and kind of set up uh, places to do this um, over the years. How, with having started a couple of companies now, what were kind of some of the pitfalls that you managed to kind of learn going from one to what? Because it seems like you've kind of progressed in an ambition across the, the businesses so the pitfalls as such um is that business is great when things are great when mm. things are difficult you know it really hits you and typically at the top it's very lonely it's very lonely you feel you feel like that's it it's game over um mm. it's happened to me several times I've had uh, a great day and a bad day the same day. I had a great hour and a bad hour at the same time. I've had a great minute and a bad minute at the same time as well. And it's the, the beauty of, of business is that it's, it's exactly, the more I think about it, I think it's more about the mindset. It's about that mindset of staying positive, staying, you know, that hunger to keep growing mm-hmm. and to feed the hunger uh, and if, if the motivation is 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 money or monetary, there's a problem, because there's only an upper the upper limit you know, how much you can feed that. Um, but if the if the aim or ambition is to help, is to just be bigger, then that drives you further. If you look at anyone, you know, um, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, you know, Mark Zuckerberg was into social media much before Facebook started. As a kid, he was doing stuff. Uh, you know, his dad was a dentist and he was doing his Zuckerberg intranet for, for his family, for instance. 
that kind of stuff is that he was born to do this sort of stuff. He was born to make that networking a part of everyone's reality. Um, Bill Gates, you see him now, he's, he's, you know, he's obviously sort of left Microsoft in his formal capacity and is more now focusing on how to solve the vaccinations and pandemic issues, but that drives him and that will keep driving him. It's not the money, it's yeah. that the impact he makes on society. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's amazing to see what the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation have been up to because it really puts into context what you know they're doing financially and kind of the, his kind of, in, kind of shareholder stake in Microsoft and kind of contextualize why he's bothering with that when, you know, who needs that much money? And um, kind of for, your, for yourself, how do you, what's kind of, obviously I imagine it changes with time. What's the kind of main objectives and kind of the things that get you up in the morning for your kind of current line of work? Well, um, I think I've already articulated that it's obviously the you know, to hire more more, more women mm. to empower them. That that's what keeps me uh, keeps wakes me up. You know, when I get up of bed, I'm thinking, okay, how many people have hired today? How many people have I influenced today? How many people have helped today? Um, but also, like, I'm just just going to continue the discussion about you know uh, Bill Gates and beyond. Um, I don't think they they make money because they want to see more zeros in their absolutely that's not what they what they're driven by it's unfortunately there's no way to measure success uh, apart from money unfortunately that's that's why that's the way i see it and most people go to a point and then give away all the cash they have to great causes and i think you know if i would ever be able to make that kind of money i would probably donate most of it as well because you know for me that would just be a way to measure my success but then more money means more problems, actually. And, I, and, I, and I'm not sure if I want to you know, give all the money to my daughter, for example. I would like her to, if she's worthy of the cash, she'll make it herself. Um, and, and so there are better causes to actually help um, and, and make, make a difference too. So eventually, hopefully, if I can make a, make a change in this world and I can grow the company further and you know, do a great exit, for example, I'll, I'll then go into something else. And the eventual game really is to help and influence people in the right direction because there's so much people, so many people out there who are really struggling um, mm. into a tough time. And, you know, instead of thinking about us and about us and our family and our society, let's think about the whole world, for example, and make an impact in a small way, for example, but it's going to make a small impact to make things a bit better than it was yesterday. I love that. And, yeah, Kelf, in terms of, obviously, it's not giving back in quite the same term. You do some investment and stuff, and you can help out B2B businesses, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, how, how's all that stuff kind of working out, and how did you get into that? Well, um, I remember when I was right out of university, I was looking for a way to start up uh, my business. Um, it's very tricky when you're trying to, you know, make a living, um, and run a business, need clients to, to fund their business. And there's some really smart people out there who have a great idea, are very passionate and hungry for success, but actually don't have the opportunity. So my idea is to kind of put some, some money into their, their businesses to help them realize their idea. It's more of a seed cash. It's not sort of 
on millions and millions. Uh, it's just seed cash going to help them mm-hmm. grow their business further. And you know, the, the aim and the mission is to find the right person on the right horse. It's not yeah. about the business itself, it's with the right person. You know, for example, in my company now, our current investor is also with us in my first company, which actually didn't go very well. But it's, you know, he said he's betting on Raj, not Raj's company. Because yeah. if you invest in people, they will go somewhere. Well, I think that's definitely the sort of ethos that I think a lot of teachers have as well, is it's not about, I'm going to learn you this subject, it's I'm going to teach this kid. Um, and and sort of mentorship is is so important within business itself. But but yeah, um, in terms of something we'd like to ask you, because I think it could be helpful for our listeners, um, is that stepping from with your second company, selling it on is not necessarily something that we've heard so much of. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about finding someone to buy it or, or sort of what circumstances arose for you to sell your company? I think the motivation to buy a company usually for a large company is to grow faster and to acquire typically customers which they can't themselves or, or they can, but it'll take a lot of cash and time. Um, so with building and selling companies, um, I not only sold my previous company, but also I've helped my, I was working for a company, I helped them sell that company as well. So I've done it twice now. With both the cases, it's about building a proposition. It's similar to selling, you know, uh, candy or software or or anything else. It's about building a proposition. It's what does the other person want, which you have, which they will pay for. Is that's what it's all about, really? And so, um, with the the company I was working with in, in Europe, um, the company was looking to acquire customers in B two B, uh, that didn't have. More importantly, there was some technology which was there, uh, which could be built by this company as well, but it would take them a lot of time and make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Because this company had 10 to 15 years experience working in technology in that particular niche, it was just easy to you know, spend some money and just buy them out. Um, typically you'll see you know, in Instagram, Instagram got bought out by Facebook, WhatsApp, can't Facebook build their own WhatsApp or Instagram? Yes, they can, but they don't have the time. Um, and they don't make they have mistakes. They just, might as well just buy some other, someone else out and you know pay a premium, but they will get the money back you know in the next two to three years. So you know it's about thinking about okay, what is the company making in terms of cash? Uh, what's the what they call the the EBITDA? Is a financial term? What's the EBITDA? Uh, what's the return? And mm. you know typically you can you can you know, for, for example, Instagram would, would say we have 100 million users, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll charge you 50 uh, multiple on that. So we'll, 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 we'll go for a 5 billion evaluation. I know it was not the re- real number, but still, this gives you a feel. Indeed. It's in, in B2B. It's about the customers you have, what you make from them. And acquiring that company would help them grow that company faster. Fantastic stuff. And uh, you, you, you mentioned kind of B2B um, kind of organizations. Is there something that kind of draws you towards just working in kind of that, you know, just purely business capacity? Or uh, is there things that you kind of would prefer not dealing with in terms of just dealing more so with customers? Well, my, um, in the previous 
um, the um, hen party company was both B2C and B2B. Okay. Um, uh, but I realized that actually with B2B selling, you sell once, you get a much bigger share of the market. Mm-hmm. B2C is great. And there are some people who are just really good at it. My skills are more on B2B because I, you know, making those sales in those propositions is more natural to me. So, um, and most of my businesses are self-funded. My customers fund those businesses. That what I mean is, you know, I sell in propositions and I deliver them and customers pay for that. And that's how we grow our business. Mm-hmm. Um, people often say, you know, I don't have money to start my business. And this is the flip side of my, my thinking is that, you know, I started businesses number one and two with $100. That was my only investment. Um, this business, uh, Goodman Lantern, began with even less cash. What, 50, $55 probably? That was my silver cost. That was the only upfront investment I can make. Everything else, you know, it was funded by our customers. So um, that's only possible in B2B. B2C is very expensive. You're looking at one to two million before you can make any cash back. So that's how, that's why that's why I prefer B two B. Ah, that's that's very fair. And yeah, it's kind of amazing, you know, obviously starting off with what many people wouldn't even consider like money to start a business. Like that's maybe a, a new video game, not a new business. How do you feel confident to just like make the plunge and be like, I think this could be the next company, this could be the next thing I, I could be working on for you for a while? Someone mentioned to me a few few days back that starting a business is like you know having a airplane uh, in like in, like an IKEA box, which okay. you, you you take the take the parts of the airplane and you jump off the cliff. And you assemble the airplane as you're jumping off the cliff and you're sort of flying <laughs> halfway through. And the reality of business really is it's nothing is 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 kind of um, set in stone. It's always trial and error. Um, you know, I'm experimenting all the time. And even today, after six years of running Goodman Lantern, we're still experimenting. In fact, that's part of my core value of a company that we experiment, we implement new ideas, and we let ourselves make mistakes because I have to be, be learning. Yeah, brilliant. Um, do you think that uh, that sort of making mistake mentality is important to talk about? Um, do you find that people maybe shy away from it or do you think that people within business are, are sort of open to discussion? A great question. And I, and I must say, um, it's a difficult one. I think it's, it's good to talk about these kind of things in hindsight uh, when it's like few years past and, you know, one is doing okay with their the work and everything else, but when the time mistakes happen, it's hard to admit it. Um, my mindset is that if we are transparent with our customers and our team, actually they don't mind you experimenting. They can encourage it because it's not them doing it; it's, it's you doing it, and they like you know you to be the the guinea pig, as it were. Um, I I think experimentation is a good thing, and and we should reward people for making mistakes. We should say, listen, you know what, it happens. You make mistakes, it happens, but don't give up. The person who keeps keeps moving forward after making a mistake is the one who actually wins. Mm, brilliant. Well That's a, yeah, f- fantastic to hear. And I, I think it, it means a lot, obviously, uh, you know, um, space 
uh, Spicy Corp and you know the the kind of social media stuff has done really well, but it's not your your first company and you're still learning and growing and um do you see yourself in future doing other kind of businesses or are you kind of set in kind of seeing how far you can take the, um kind of Goodman Lantern at the moment? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I I I, I, I often joke that I'll be I'll retire at 35. I'm not 38. I'm still working. Um, <laughs> so so I don't think I'll ever retire. I'll always be running businesses or helping businesses. Um, it's what I love doing. I mean, I even if you know my day off, I'm actually I'm very happy to get get on call, talk to people, have a chat with with, with financial partners, customers, team members. Uh, I love to love to spend my time doing this. So, um, yeah, why would I stop doing what I really enjoy doing? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah, it's kind of amazing to see. And obviously, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast. Obviously, uh, I imagine this is going above and beyond of what you're doing, and uh, you're you're doing a lot of fin- fantastic stuff um, with the company. And how do you obviously, you know, part tech company? part doing copywriting and kind of uh, managing writing staff i would presume how do you you manage your time between kind of all the stuff that's going on well i must thank my my brilliant team they, they're the ones who keep allow me to do what i do so a lot of the stuff i do today is is delegation um i i actually have a helicopter view of the company and my my main role really is to empower my team. So I'm actually pretty much, you know, very happy to jump on, on calls, podcasts, for example, something I really enjoy. Um, because if I was tied to the company always and just working in it, mm. I won't have the view of what's going on. So uh, actually, I, I would say, you know, many a times on Fridays, I actually don't work. Um, mostly I don't work weekends. Fridays I spend on learning and developing myself. So i do a lot of reading, for example, listen to a lot of podcasts. Actually, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. It's my sort of bit of fun. So yeah, a lot of good things, actually. Oh, fantastic. And obviously, have, have you been doing much podcasting? It's, um, it's, it's great to kind of, uh, you know, get this stuff up and going and clearly, clearly listen to some as well. Certainly. I mean, while, while I'm running or cycling, I've got my headphones on and I listen to podcasts and a lot of C-level people listen to podcasts when they are not working. Uh, so a podcast is a great way to keep ourselves uh, refreshed, know what's going on, meet, meet ourselves with new concepts and people. I think podcasts are great. Uh, it's the oh. future of media in my opinion. <laughs> I love it. And uh, um, yeah, it's kind of great to see that you're kind of taking some time to actually not burn yourself out because uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurial advice going around it's like yeah work your your 400 hours a week and uh, you know do it when you're sleeping you should have the the laptop on your lap which it's nice to see you're kind of taking some time on the the fridays as you mentioned to be a be a human it's great certainly i i don't think i i could i could survive if i keep working all the time i need to i need the refreshment to kind of keep me keep my my energy of my of myself and my brain as well to keep you churning all the time. So I'm very happy to sort of take it easier on Fridays and weekends and reflect. And that helps me actually be a, a better person, business person, father, husband, all the above. Fantastic. 
Um, and yeah, Cal, generally, I, I think this it's been fantastic to hear about what you've been up to and keeping busy and just kind of finding the meaning in what you're doing, I, I think uh, is really insightful, Raj. And um, if people want to find out more about what you do as kind of, uh, either as an entrepreneur or as a company, how would people learn more? Well, if you uh, Google Goodman Lantern, you should be able to find our, our website. If we haven't done that, then we we actually haven't won our own SEO uh, target. So uh, certainly you'll find Goodman Lantern to Google it, goodmanlantern.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you search for Raj Goodman Anand, um, and please add me as a connection and drop me a message. I'd love to hear from, from people. Fantastic stuff. And I, th- I think you would agree, Louise. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the, the podcast. Yeah. It's been great chatting with you. This has just been a lovely conversation. So thank you. Thank you, Anthony. I really enjoyed it as well. Thank you. I feel like I'm going to be cliche and say this every time, but Anton, wasn't that a lovely chat? I know. And, you know, it's it's kind of nice to, again, just speak to people from different backgrounds and kind of get a, a little bit of context on, you know, having a, a successful business is fantastic and all, but it's nice to, you know, get back and be a, a wholesome person all around. Yeah, there was a real um, motivation to do to do good with the company and with the sort of products that are being sold, no matter no matter what those products were. And I think so much of business gets wrapped into that kind of corporate shilling, dangerous money based kind of mindset. And so it was just really nice to meet someone who is passionate and really up for kind of chatting us through some interesting stuff. Talking about the the real deal. If you want to learn more yeah. about what we do at NACA Media LLP. We have a lovely website at nakamedia.co.uk and we have a bunch of social media. We do indeed. Our social medias are NACA Media LLP on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Biz Pod, please do check out some of the back catalogues. We recently had a, a good podcast with James Mulvaney. James Mulvaney. Mulvaney, Hannah Gordon. And generally, we've got an episode on uh, banking. We've got a bunch of stuff about starting a business, especially if you're coming from a sense of what is a business, which is where I came from because I'm small brain. Yeah. And if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Music, we'd love to hear from you or even just contact us on on any of the social media platforms or our email. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, The Ravens, the Ravens are feeling sad because they've barely had any news recently. Yes. You know, it's getting cold. We're shuffling into winter. um, So we need to keep them active. So please do get in touch. And until next time. Bye for now. Au revoir.